guys, welcome back to another wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. And Priscilla, thank you so much for allowing me to do this wonderful special. What we have here today is a wonderful integrated task. Now, I've done the integrated task with you before, Priscilla. You've done astoundingly better, and I'm very, very excited about this. So, what I have here, and obviously, for anyone out there, sorry, I'm out of breath because I did a whole bunch of push-ups. Okay, so with that being said, Priscilla, and for everyone else out there, yes, I do these types of evaluations. So for anyone who is interested, let me know. And with that being said, Priscilla, this is all about you. Integrated task number two. My corrections are obviously in the green, okay? And you guys may see on the uh, something's gonna end up popping up on the screen coming up real, real soon. So just do not fear. It's a nice little recording I did earlier. <sighs> now, this one is about the Deprotodon. That's what I'm gonna call it. I don't know what the pronunciation is, but I'm just gonna say the Deprotodon because hey, that's just how we roll in America. So with that being said, what we have here is let's see how you were able to put together your introduction. Okay, now, obviously, this is what I told you guys. Let me see if I could just put that down. Awesome. Okay, so with that being said, guys, what we're going to do, I'm going to put my little screen down there. What you have on the left, and for those of you who are listening, check out my YouTube, check out my Facebook, whatever. Left side, her essay. Right side, what the reading. And the red are the notes I had taken down with the audio. All right? Now, for those of you who are listening, to the podcast, you are going to get the audio on there too. Surprise, surprise. And in saying that, what we have here is the introduction. Now, Priscilla, you had written, the lecture and the reading are both about the Deprotodon extinction. Now, what you said, you said, who are the largest known marsupials in history? Me, I put, which was the largest known marsupial in history, okay? There are three theories about their mass extinction. However, in the lecture and after closely re-examining the information, a new explanation or what I wrote down, there are new explanations that disprove the theories, okay? That's basically how quick your introduction is gonna be. Okay, give a nice thorough introduction, uh, what is it, an introduction, put your thesis, in. well, it's not so much a thesis. But write that first sentence. After that, there are three theories about the extinction. However, in the lecture, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's it. It's basically going to be three sentences. So uh, with you, Priscilla, you're going to be able to look at this from head to toe, see what I actually wrote down and whatnot. You already have the language that you can use. But again, this is much better than the first one. I'm looking forward to your integrated task number three, which you had already sent me. Now, what we have here. In hers, you see a lot of green. I know the green's a little bit crazy. But what we have is the first theory. I'm going to read this out loud for all my ESL podcasters. Okay? The first theory is that the fire set by humans caused them to extinct. It is believed that early aborigines would use fire to manage the land and drive game. This could have caused the Deprotodon to lose its home and environment. With less land to have a natural environment undisturbed by humans, 
there was less room for them to live, okay? My notes that I took down from the audio in red to the left, it says, very large forest area, too large for human fires to cause the extinction. Next one, Australia has variety of landscapes and flattest continent and oldest slash least fertile soils. So you went on to say, Priscilla, in the reading, it is stated that the Diprotodon extinct, now don't worry, you can check out my corrections and whatnot, because of the fires, I believe made by humans. It's crazy because everything is in green. I don't know how I did that, but luckily the next two paragraphs is not so much in green. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna read out my corrections. It is stated that the Diprotodon had disappeared because of the fires uh, that humans had set or the fires made by humans, semicolon. In addition, the Aborigines who were the ones who set the fires used it to manage land. Okay, now again, this is why they ended up extincted. So I gave a nice little rundown, a little bit of paraphrasing, some synonyms in there from the reading. Then you don't always have to use comparative sentences. You could just state the reading, but remember 40 to 60%, 60% is on the listening. You gotta make sure you put in that listening as much as you can. So that's why I put the linker and you put the linker, Priscilla. However, the lecturer stated that the vast size of the, air, of the forest area would make it impossible to cause the extinction of the Diprotodon. Because many years ago, there were huge forest areas, comma, and the fire could not burn all the land so the Diprotodon did not die because of the human fires. So again, I read, I could, yeah, it could be a little bit better. So not, what is it? And the fire or the fires could not burn all of the land, okay? Got to make sure of, because I have a tendency of just saying all the land, comma. So the Diprotodon couldn't have, couldn't have extinct because of human fires. Now I'm speaking in a very academic way. Sometimes I go through and I'm just like, ah, okay, let me just write this just to give you an understanding. But now that entire sentence, there's a comparison, but most of it is the listening. And then I added in the two details here hyphenated at the bottom, okay? It says, also, the lecturer added that Australia has a variety of landscapes and it is the flattest continent with the oldest and least fertile soils. Now, how could you relate that to obviously what was said in the right in the paragraph? Not exactly sure how you could go about it, but it was a detail and it's details that you should add in because remember each paragraph needs to be 40, 60, meaning 40 to reading, 60 to listening. This and those added details make it 60, 40. However, if I did not add that also, it would be, it could be probably 55, 45 or 50, 50, right? Got to add in those details. Although there is nothing to compare it to, add it in, people, please, because you're going to be graded on it, right? If you just put in one single detail, like that big sentence that I had written down, and that's it, a little bit low. But if you add in all the details that you have picked up, it's going to be higher. Why? 60-40. 60 for listening, 40 for reading. Now, this side, I did not grade, which is actually a really, really good. So what I'm going to do is 
come right down here. And what we have is on the right, the reading. On the left, her writing. The red, what I heard. So let's do this. The reading first to the right. A second theory is that they were hunted to extinction by humans. Fossils found with what appear to be butcher and marks support this theory. Other support for the theory comes from other places where overhunting led to the extinction of the megafauna, such as in New Zealand and Madagascar. Now, in the listening, it says humans hunted diprotodons and animals, okay? Meaning they hunted everything. And since there were other game, we can't conclude that hunting is the reason. That's basically all we got. So is a 40-60 comparison going to be a little bit difficult? Sure. If you were able to write down the New Zealand Madagascar and try to put more of what you heard into this, fantastic. That's probably going to be the big thing here because if you hear the, the, the first, second, or third, and there's not much to it, right? I'm talking about when you hear it. Now, of course, in the reading, there is a lot, but sometimes when you hear it, it's not much. Now, in the finally, absolutely, you guys could see six hyphens. But in the second one, and historically and perennially speaking, it has a tendency of giving you just those details. So let's see, Priscilla, how you did. You said, secondly, the reading suggests that these animals were hunted to extinction by humans. In fact, they were found with some fossils with butchery marks that support this theory. Okay, all right, so uh, it's almost word for word. I mean, we can mix that up just a little bit, but let's see how you went, let's see how you go. However, the lecture mentions that humans used to hunt many different kinds of animals. Love it, love it. Uh, oh, you put haunt it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, let's keep it going kind of animals and not just the diprotodon species. That is excellent. Moreover, what we're going to do, put a semicolon after species, not just one. Species is always countable, okay? I've, I rarely hear anyone say species unless it's England. Now, species, semicolon, moreover, comma, it is known from many years ago that humans hunt, hunted many kinds of species for their consuming, so it is impossible to associate. It's almost like a, rep, a re, repeated previous sentence, right? So it is impossible to associate the extinction with humans because it is not reasonable to think that humans killed them all for their own benefit. Again, I mean, the last sentence, what you did, you started it off so well, though. You started it off so well, then there was a little repetition, and then there was like a, huh. But again, if you were able to, since there were other game, we cannot conclude that hunting is the reason. If you were able to put that into obviously, and you kind of did to a certain extent in that concluding sentence, okay. But again, I'm just giving you more specific details that you can better, better, and better what you already have, okay? Now, let's get into this last one. Finally, to the right, the reading. The third theory for the extinction of the Diprotodon was a cold and dry climate. Around the proposed times of the extinction of the Diprotodon, was when an ice age was occurring. An ice age is a long period of reduction in the temperature of the Earth's surface and atmosphere, resulting in the expansion of ice sheets and glaciers. It is possible that Diprotodon went extinct because of the temperature drop 
uh, during the Ice Age. There you go. Okay, that's very easy to follow. Take the notes. Let's see. What I wrote down with the listening is Ice Age came quickly, climate warm, not dry and warm. I don't know what that means. Depodidon survived a long series of similar Ice Ages. That's critical. No evidence to why this Ice Age couldn't or could have been different from the previous ones and the last one. Even during climatic extremes, some parts of the continent always remain relatively exempt, meaning relatively warmer. So here we go, Priscilla. The moment of truth. Finally, the author of the reading stated a third theory, which involves that the extinction of the Depratodon was because of the cold and dry weather, comma, and also that the Depratodon vanished when there was the Ice Age or when the Ice Age happened, okay? Period because you put a comma, however, okay, so we're gonna put a full stop, full stop in England, period in America, period is, period after age, capitalize that however, put a comma, the lecture states that this could not be possible, why? Because the ice age came so quickly that the warm weather was back very soon. Is that what it said? Hold on, let me hurry up and check. Are you inventing details? Don't be playing with me, don't play with my emotions. Okay, hold on. When the ice age or cold and dry climate. Well, maybe, maybe it did, but it says here, climate was warm. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here. Don't be inventing details though. Don't get it. All right, here we go. Let's keep it going. In fact, there were some areas where even in the ice age, the weather stayed the same as warmer, as warmer as it was before the change. Negative. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Maybe, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not going to look over all the details, but Let's look at it this way. No evidence to why they were ain't, weren't able to survive this. They survived similar ice ages. You left that critical one out. You did very good though, in regards to the warm weather and whatnot, but they survived similar ice ages. And even during climatic extremes, some other parts of the continents would remain warm. If you were to add in those two details, fire, 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 fire. You get what I'm saying? So. What you guys, and of course, Priscilla, most notably, and most importantly, what you can learn from this is by looking at what I had written down. Did you write down the same thing? Were there some details that you left out? How can you include some more of those critical details in there to help bolster the overall body of work with your paragraph? Okay? That's what we got here. You have, listen, there weren't many grammatical errors here other than the haunted, right? We're not talking about the haunting, but obviously this is a huge step up. So I'm very, very excited to look at your integrated task number three. And for those of you out there and including Priscilla, okay, all right, Arsenio, I see what you're saying. Okay, the ice age came quickly, climate warm, not dry warm. Okay, those are the notes you had taken down. Depotodon survived a long series of similar ice ages. No evidence to why they couldn't have survived this one. And then even during the craziness, other parts of the climate remain warm. All right, Arsenio, I understand. Let's see how I could put these sentences together. And again, what I saw was a similar trait in your paragraphs too, Priscilla. You use the reading as the first sentence in a compound type of sentence. And then what you did is you always use the linker, however, and then you stated all the listening. It's okay to do that for one paragraph, use different things. On, the, on one hand, it said this. On the other hand, 
as opposed to what the reading has said, remember those nice little phrases and stuff I had sent you. Try using those. Use them ever so often. And then guess what? It's just going to flow with you after maybe the third or fourth integrated task. Okay, so continue practicing. You already know on the badge, I upload an integrated task every day. So make sure you tune into that and you continue getting that better. All right. This is a significant improvement. All right. And with everyone else out there, if you need this type of work done and Priscilla, all that other good stuff, man, you let me know. And again, fantastic. I'm very, very happy with where it is right now. We have a bunch more essays that we need to grade leading up to your 10-day oh judgment day in the best possible way. It doesn't have to be bad. It's all based on perception. We're going to go in. We're going to kick that ass. Okay. For everyone else out there, hope you enjoyed this. Comment down below. Reach out to me and I'll be waiting. Thanks for listening to this podcast and watching this video. I'll be back for more as always. Over and out.